Hi, I'm Eric McEwen. And I'm Levi Weinhagen. And this is Regret Labs. Hey, Eric. <laughs> oh, you, would you go? Hi, Levi. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good. Happy Chemistry Day. Happy Chemistry Day. Is that day. a day? I don't think that's really I would. Right. There's days for everything. There's like a donut day and a... That's true. Like a rabbit day? There's a rabbit day? I'm sure there is. It depends on what your bunny calendar says. Am I supposed to have a bunny calendar? I don't... You're not supposed to, but if you have a bunny calendar, it's always bunny day. I always try and get the dumbest calendar okay. at the end. That's uh, probably hard. What you do is you wait for like a month after the year has started, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there's only the worst calendars left. They're super cheap. They're like 75% off or, or 90. Nice. And I got Still overpriced. What horses teach us. Oh. A daily calendar with a horse on it and a quote. Would you be willing to share a horse quote at some point? Here's the thing. They weren't horse quotes. They're just like a picture of a horse and then Albert Einstein. What? Didn't have anything to do with horses. No way horse related. It was just pictures of horses and then quotes from people. That is a terrible calendar. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. I, that would make me mad every month you get mad. If maybe this is about a horse mm-hmm. or from a horse. Nope. Can I just point out, I think right now you and I are having great chemistry. Thank you. Which I know is not the same thing as the scientific I, principle. Sort of, of chemistry? Yeah. Well, we're having great biology. Are we? Well, I'm inhaling and exhaling. <laughs> and I'm bring, breathing in your atoms. Oh, this well, is very intimate in this I'm, tiny I'm recording space. I'm taking some back from you. It yeah. is. It's true. So we have chemistry this week. Yes. Or this week. We have a chemistry this episode. Yeah. And this week. Mm-hmm. I mean. This day. Chemistry day. And... I love when we're nervous to talk about a thing and then we just don't the basics, get to it. The basics are tougher than you'd think. Because it yeah. seems like well, we could we're... talk a little bit about climate change. Right. Because we, we had an understanding there's less... It's a smaller field of study rather than like chemistry yeah, it's is just, narrower yeah right chemistry is all chemical things like all every all, is that your definition of chemistry right yeah i just think put all matter in right there. it's the the changing properties of matter is isn't that, that physics this properties isn't, isn't the change of properties like the release of energy or the that's physics yeah that's physics so yeah. Uh, the chemical chemistry, properties. Can you use the chemical in the definition of chemistry? Well, we used it for science. That's true. I know it has the, to do with matter. The composition of compounds. Here's a question. And the reaction you. of elements. It's elemental. And I know we talked about atoms a lot with physics, mm-hmm. but I believe atoms are essential in the understanding of chemistry. There's, yeah, it's hard to... I don't know if it's hard for other people. Or if it's just us, but it, it the, the barriers or the lines between the different disciplines of science seem fuzzy, where I, there's a lot of crossover. Well, yeah, I would guess that they're, they do blend, but mm-hmm. people specialize. Like, how do you decide to be a physicist rather than a chemist? Like, that's a, a thing I would wonder about. I know you, someone had interrogated our idea that you didn't need to know the periodic table. Yeah, and I was kind of, you know, we threw that out there as a, you know, tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Because... When we, were, you... we were being a little flippant. Flip. Yes. We were being flippant. As we're wont to do. Yeah. But I to have the table memorized, I think, is our point. That seems ridiculous if we're not using it all the time. Yeah. But I still want to know, like, the electrons, the protons, what all these symbols mean, what... You uh, should be able to read the periodic table. Yeah. Definitely want to ask about the periodic table and if we should have it memorized. That's a great point. 
and also what is chemistry? Yeah, what is chemistry? We we still don't have we don't have a definition that sounds good. And I didn't prep our guest to do the tell us something everyone should know. All right, so that'll be nice and weird. So I'll fling that on him. Yeah, Yeah. I love when it's an awkward tense moment. Me too. That's great. Those are my favorite. Yeah. All right, should we talk to our guest? Yeah, let's get to it. Here he comes. Hi, Levi. Eric, we're back. We are after that musical interlude. It was a nice little break. Yeah, I, that was unfamiliar with that. I don't know what bit this is. <laughs> Scrap it. Right. So we're back with our guest, Brad Hauser. Hi, Brad. Hi. Now, Brad is a chemist. That is correct. That's right. And are you a scientist? I am a scientist. Yes. Hooray! All right. That's two in a row. We got two scientists. Take that, uh, science communicators. Yeah. <laughs> And science writers. Specifically, Maggie Ryan Sanford. We don't need you anymore. No. I'm I'm so much of a scientist, I was wearing a scientist coat most of the day today. (laughs) Oh, a scientist coat. Someone listened to the first episode. Yeah, that's right. And you should be mocked for that, I should. I should. You said something stupid the second episode, though. Oh, all of them. Right. But, like, specifically, eh, anyway. It's not a competition. Uh, Yeah, so we're talking about chemistry. You are a chemist. So give us a little background, before we get into what chemistry is, a little background on yourself and maybe uh, what you do in a scientific aspect, sure. and maybe a little little uh, fun fact about you as a oh, person. Oh, like an icebreaker. Oh, or or well, tell us a deep, dark secret that nobody else knows about you. We won't tell anyone. No. This isn't recording? These no, no. microphones are not? These are decorative mics. Okay, like, cool. I got them at Michael's. Michael's? It's spelled differently. You're right. Okay, you should start talking, Brad, because we're not going to stop. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a chemist. I have a PhD in chemistry from Northwestern University, uh, the one in Chicago. Right, not the Christian-specific college up here in Minnesota. Oh, yes. Yeah, only, They have a wonderful sign language program. Do they? Only in Minneapolis do you have to make that delineation. Right. But, yeah, my, my work was mostly in uh, organometallic. Uh, what? Yeah. Say I, that uh, word again. Organometallics. Uh, I made metal organic frameworks. Is that living metal? No. Oh. So there's two types of uh, what We're you would call organics. Yeah. Okay. So organic chemistry is anything that has to do pr- primarily with carbon. So anything carbon-based. Like okay. us. Like us. We're, yes. If you go to the store and you see something that's organic, well, it's still carbon-based mm-hmm. usually and more expensive, but it doesn't. it's not the same thing as organic chemistry. Right. They so, just didn't use pesticides or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or can make certain claims because they used X amount of pesticides. Right, right, right. It's a ruse. We'll leave that for the, the food science episode. Yes. Yeah, so Organo metal? Yeah. I already forgot. So What's it called? M- metal organic frameworks is okay. what uh, my thesis was on. Um, really cool materials. Uh, you know, the organic is sort of like, uh, if you think of Tinker Toys, mm-hmm. you know, where you have the sticks and the little balls with the holes in them, and you mm-hmm. put them together to make a big, massive framework. Uh, the sticks were the organic parts, so that's mostly carbon, and mm-hmm. the metals were the balls, and... You put it, put the balls and the sticks into a pot, cook them together, and they form these large structures. And I actually had an opportunity to uh, be on the team that briefly uh, held the record for the highest surface area material ever made. Nice. Uh, we got beat shortly after we published, but uh, <laughs> nice. uh, it, it was pretty cool for the couple of days it lasted to make that. To put this in context, uh, if you think of a sponge, mm-hmm. right? A sponge has a pretty high surface area, and that's why it can hold a lot of water. Mm-hmm. If you map out the surface area of a a sponge, you're about five square meters per gram, a little bit less than that. So these materials that we made, they had so many holes in them that were so small that the surface area was actually over 7,000 square meters per gram. Wow. So almost a square mile. Wow. In in a... A square mile per kilo. 
Uh, it would actually okay. be about a, a football field you could cover with one gram of, of these materials. That's that's crazy. This could be wholly ignorant. Does that have any connection to like nanotubes? I was going to ask about carbon nanotubes. Very similar, yeah. Um, so carbon nanotubes are also uh, looked at as high surface area materials. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is the metals. So the metals can uh, take different shapes. Carbon nanotubes are sort of stuck being... Hmm. Uh, you know, six-membered rings or five-membered rings. But with the metals, you can get different geometry, and that allows you to access different... So it's uh, more versatile. Yeah, it's more versatile. Than a nanotube, like carbon nanotube. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd be looking for these metals. What's the word? What would Metal organic, organic? frameworks. They call Metal- them MOFs. Well, that's easier to remember. Yeah. MOFs. Uh, this is the MOF MOFs. podcast. Hi, welcome to the MOF. These are <laughs> stories about metal organic frameworks yep. told without notes. It's true. Right, yeah, yeah. Brad doesn't have any notes. No, he doesn't. It's true. Should I have brought notes? No. no. Absolutely is, not. That, no. Then it wouldn't be the moth. So our, so our, our, our moths, uh, <laughs> metal organic frameworks, uh, what we would, would be using to build uh, uh, space elevators? No, no. What they would Are they used, too heavy? or? Well, they, they're, uh, they're too fragile. Okay. But my research was basically looking at uh, ways to separate out carbon dioxide from methane. So you get... Uh, Say you, you have a trash dump and it produces methane, but it also produces a bunch of CO2. Hmm. You want to use that methane to run a generator or do something you know useful with the methane when you burn it, but it's got too much carbon dioxide in it. You could run it through a bed of these moths. The moths would catch the CO2 and let the methane go through, and then you could burn pure methane without having to you know do other more energy-intensive separations. The the kind of energy cost is lower. The energy so cost the is lower. So the net gain is higher. The net gain is higher, yeah. exactly. What happens to the, the CO2 when you would in that sort of So ideally what you can do is capture it and pump it into the ground and react it in the you know bottom of a oil well or something like that and, and turn it into a rock, hmm. you know, a magnesium carbonate rock. Uh, there's a lot of work. So it doesn't go back into the atmosphere. So it doesn't go back into the atmosphere. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's uh, precisely what happened. Uh, that's how, the, how coal was made. There weren't microbes around to turn the carbon into carbon dioxide and other things. So it just sat there as elemental carbon got pressed down and turned into coal. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to do basically the same thing. Just so you're turn trying it to into, burn methane and then also make coal. Yeah. Which would then be another fuel source. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't actually but... be making coal. You'd be making uh, chalk. Oh, sweet. <laughs> well, that's the source of creativity in all our lives. That's right. So, Brad, so, a, ro- a robot made out of carbon uh, or uh, metal moth. moth um, metal organic, organic framework. Would be very all... fragile, and we could defeat yes. it easily. So you what... just throw water on it, actually, for most of them. <laughs> oh, okay. So that wouldn't be a great space elevator. No, no but it'd not be a, a great space uh, elevator. That's what the Wicked Witch of the West was made of. Oh, that's right. She was made of moths. Yeah. Uh, that explains a lot about it. Really that movie. does. It just yeah. clarifies everything. So tell us the the. You've proven tooth. you're a scientist. Yeah. Congrats. Right, and you. you have some some interesting credentials. Yeah. And that I'm was a, that was a uh, that was a fun fact. In fact. Oh, great. It's true. I will ask you for another fun fact. Oh, I yeah. want everything. I'll ask you for something later on. Okay. That I'm... everyone should know, like a basic thing, but you don't have to. Okay. Just plant that in your brain. We'll we'll go from there. Right. Yeah. But what is chemistry? Yes. All right. Chemistry is the study of atoms and their interactions with each other to form molecules and then the reactions that those molecules do with each other. So that sounds better than ours where we're saying lots about compounds. I and... said the word matter several times. Did you say matter? Yeah. Oh, that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is the study of matter. Yeah. Uh, but mostly atoms and the interactions of atoms to create matter. Yeah. 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 So what Not too far is, off. Uh, we're having a little trouble with blurred lines 
<laughs> the uh, Robin Thicke song. Yeah, from last year. I feel it's sexist, and Eric's like, it's just a fun party yeah. song. I mean, have you listened to uh, Arcade Fire? Was it Arcade Fire that did it? No, someone else. Oh, no. I didn't it mean was, for us uh, to go in a whole rest. Arctic Monkeys? That one. It's, yeah. it's a pretty terrible song. <laughs> it is pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> Plain White uh, Tees, that's what you're thinking of. No, no it's not. No. It's a... You were going to ask. Anyway, what, what separates chemistry from physics physics is like laws but it also deals with atoms but how they so work or react and so react the, is in the the idea of a blurred line is true okay so there there are i know people that do physical no, you can't sing it we don't have the we don't no have we don't the have the rights okay. unless there, you say a par- unless it's a parody oh totally a parody okay moth lines oh, this is terrible all right go brad <laughs> so so the lines are very much blurred um there there is physical chemistry mm-hmm there is chemical physics. Oh boy, <laughs> that are completely different subgenres. So there, there, there's really stuff in the middle where there are people who do chemistry that call themselves physicists. There are people that are chemists that actually are doing things that are more physics related. Mm-hmm. And so there's interplay there. It's it's not a distinct. This is chemistry. This is physics. You know, anything that you do in chemistry, there's an element of physics in it. Mm-hmm. And most things that are, you do in physics, there's elements that are applicable to chemistry. But which is better? <laughs> oh, chemistry by far. Sweet. Perfect. What if you had said physics? You're like, I just couldn't get into the physics program. <laughs> so there's, is there any distinctive thing that you would be, oh, that this is a subject that fits cleanly into chemistry and this component fits cleanly into physics? Or is there not anything even like that? Like there's no delineating factors? Because I know also like biology is everywhere too. And, and that's the same thing. As you, well, and, and it's the same way with, with chemistry in biology it's sort of a it's a spectrum you know mm-hmm. um and there's no real hard and fast line if you try to put a line there that line shifts back and forth you know depending on the research you're doing so even something like uh making pharmaceuticals which you would think is a very chemistry specific thing when you're doing that you're still looking at reaction rates and, and uh, uh other kinetics that are involved and that comes from physics hmm. so you can't have one without the other so we feel science is about finding rules and is rules wrong? Yeah, facts. There's facts, rule, uh, just uh, sure. finding information and putting things as concretely as possible with the information we have. But we kind of have to get away from that when we're trying to define these different aspects. There's It, it, there, it seems like there's a feeling that things should be rigid, but when really they're really plastic. That seems to be what we've... Yeah, and I, so I, I, think, I think some of that just comes from education. So in high school, in ninth grade, you take physical chemistry. Yeah. In 10th grade, you take biology. In 11th grade, you take chemistry. In 12th grade, you take physics. So it's each year cut up by a, a summer of having fun. But in, <laughs> in reality, there's interplay between all of the different um, subjects. Yeah. And, yeah, I wonder and, why it, is, it isn't more like Science 101, Science 102, where you're building upon basic knowledge of how those things connect to each other. Then you add another layer of understanding and another, like, why don't they do that, that Brad? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Talk about our educational system yeah, and where system it's gone wrong. Trial. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys go and become superintendents and make that happen. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, I think I'll need to go back to school for that. <laughs> Not me. I'm going to learn on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it like the Simpsons, where I take the place of a dead guy. Yeah, that's how it works. to be a principal. That's, that is exactly how it works. Uh, all right. Periodic table. We we got into yes. a, a little bit when we were taking a a quiz a Canadian exam, but it had a lot of questions about elements in the periodic table. And while we find elements and how the electrons work and the periodic table setup and how it's organized, interesting. 
we <laughs> said that we don't feel the memorization of the periodic table necessary for the average Joe. Like yeah, do you, you have to memorize the periodic table? Do you so, have so, it memorized? So here's here's where I'm going to blow you guys' minds. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, I like this. Oh, you carry it around with gun. it? <laughs> I carry around a periodic table awesome. in my wallet uh, in the spot where a normal human being would carry a picture of their wife or children, children. or yeah. family. Something they love. Something they love. Right. I, I have a periodic table. And I, I revert back to uh, what Einstein used to say, which was, or at least he's accredited as saying this. You know how some of those quotes go. Yeah. Never memorize something that you can easily look up. I love that. Mm -hmm. So and this I, is coming from a motherfucking chemist. That's right. And Einstein. Right, motherfucking Einstein. Yeah, and I figure I, I I do not have the periodic table memorized. I have certain parts of it. I know where things are, mm -hmm. you know, in relation because a lot of it has to do. A lot of what what you need to know is where something is in relation to something else in the periodic table to determine how those things will react with each other. Mm -hmm. So I have I have basic ideas of where things are, but I don't have it memorized. Right, because. Nine times out of ten, there's a giant one on the wall, <laughs> ten feet away from me. So there's no need to memorize it. And if if I'm more than ten feet away from a periodic table on the wall, I have one in my pocket. And so, if you lose your wallet, there's Google. If uh, if someone is showing that they have the periodic table memorized, are they just a show off? I mean, is that a thing someone would do? Did you have you know people in graduate yeah. school, postgraduate oh, there, school? There were, there were, and some of them, I'm sure, that's just how their brains work. Yes, and for some people, yeah, their brains can work that way, and that's you know, it takes them five minutes. They look at it once, and boom, it's stuck in their head. Uh, other people, not so much. And I don't think it's a great pursuit to try to. <laughs> There's your energy the is better table. spent learning other things. Exactly, being, exactly. Right. It, it's better. You're better off learning the trends that come with the elements in the table than it is to learn with. Which element is next to now, Symborgium? To be fair, I don't know where things are on the table either. Yeah. As far as noble well, gases would, I think, and... But I think your point, Brad, and is it something we take from it is it is worth understanding yeah. what the placement on the table means. Sure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. That's so then something... you can refer to it. Because right now we're like, I, I know one, there's protons and there's neutrons, but I don't really know. I know that there's value to where they're placed. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. not what the values are. What's the is it the amount of my understanding protons? is it's just a popularity contest. Yeah. But hydrogen but, all the way, number one, baby. Is that you're taking a stand? I go salt. Salt isn't in, this isn't <laughs> didn't we learn that? Yeah, we learned it. All That's right. why it's a callback. Right. A hilarious, ignorant callback. <sighs> why did we say salt? But that seems I, like a worthwhile endeavor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there, there are a couple of trends you should think about. So when you look at the periodic table, if you go from top to bottom, mm -hmm. you get more and more. You get bigger and bigger and bigger. As you go left to right, top to bottom, the elements tend to get bigger. There's more protons. That's that's where the number... So it's like reading a book. It's like reading a book. Yeah, exactly. I said protons. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, it was 50-50 between neutrons and protons. Pro, uh, now I just screwed it up by saying it wrong. I've lost all credibility. Way to air it up. And as you go from left to right, for the most part, the electronegativity goes up. That's a fancy word for how greedy an element is to pull electrons away from other elements. So all the way on the right, those mm -hmm. are your noble gases. Those guys hold on to their electrons really tightly. They're really happy. They've, you know, think of them as a as a you know wrapped in a nice blanket. They're comfy, cozy. They're maybe a fur coat because they're noble gases. Oh, even like a purple top hat. Yeah, purple <laughs> fur coat. Perfect. Um, they're not giving their electrons up for nothing. They're not trying to pick up other electrons. But right next to them, you have things like the halides, they're called. So chlorine, fluorine. Those are really greedy. They really want to pick up one more electron. 
And what happens is they tend to find things that are all the way over on the left side, uh, your alkali metals. So that's your uh, potassium, sodium. And they have one electron that's just sort of hanging out by itself way out at the end. It's like vulnerable. A, it's okay. a vulnerable electron. Yeah. It's like, an, uh, you know, a child just wandering around in the streets. <laughs> this is an upsetting story, Brad. <laughs> Go on. I already don't like this metaphor. Right. And then the, here comes and then here, here comes, comes chlorine. Here comes the chlorine. windowless van. That's right to take it to Christmas land. <laughs> chlorine is like, hey, I got some candy, and oh boy, boom, you make salt. I'm never gonna eat salt again because I didn't realize it was such a, an luck. aggressive act. Good luck with that. You think I can't knock it I, out? I think you can't. You're probably right. Eat, you're probably right. I think you're eating salt right now. I am. I just opened a packet of salt. That's right. You're, you're sweating profusely <laughs> and it's falling into your mouth. Oof, I can't. I gotta replace this salt. Um, I, that's actually a great ex, uh, example, though, like a really good understanding. Uh, that can we can we reframe it in like a Grey Poupon commercial kind of hmm. way? Sure. So there's a, a limo. Uh huh. And then, yes. and then there's a a not nice car next, driving next to each other. Is that right. what you're saying, Eric? Yeah. Well, no, I, I think in the actual commercial, it's two you know two cars very going nice. Next to each Are they cars. both nice? Okay, they're both very okay. nice. And, and so the uh, the, the, the uh, one kindly gentleman, we'll we'll call him Chlorine. Uh, asks the other kindly gentleman, we'll call him Sodium, you know, do you have any gray Poupon? Do you, do you have a, an electron you can share mm -hmm. with me? And he says, sure, here you go, and hands it over. I'm curious, the <laughs> taking this metaphor too far, but is it that seamless of a thing? Is there a, is it willing, like, is it pretty easy to, for yeah. the chlorine to pull that away? It is, it is, uh, especially in an environment like water. So in water, what happens is chlorine actually takes that electron and runs away as chlorine minus and that can be stabilized by water because it's polar mm. and sodium runs away as sodium plus you know and is stabilized because water's polar and those can float around and and be hunky-dory we had one of those above ground backyard pools when mm -hmm. i was a kid and you had the like chlorine stick you could add chlorine to it and i rubbed that stick on a friend of mine's black shirt mm -hmm. and it like changed the color of the shirt Sure. Like damage the shirt. Was it a hypercolor shirt? It wasn't a hypercolor, okay. which is a terrible idea. Just the pits <laughs> changing color. And like just just the little right lines under, right under, under the, boob. the uh... Yeah, that's not... And someone didn't think that through. I, and I don't know if there's a chemical Send your hypercolor? But what is happening... In a hypercolor shirt. When... <laughs> yeah, that's a better question. <laughs> so the, when you put the clue... <laughs> no, I want to know what... Explain hypercolor to us, Fred. <laughs> Well, certain dyes, when you hydrate them, they uh, they can actually change color. Uh, I would assume that's what happens with a hypercolor. No, shirt. that makes sense. I, as far as the chlorine, so chlorine's <laughs> a chlorine's corrosive. Uh, it it can form a free radical. So chlorine Cl two, you can hit it with sunlight, and it'll form a Cl radical, Cl radical, and those radicals can attack things like dyes in a shirt uh, and break them down, and and then suddenly those dyes are now not what they used to be. So they've just sort of broken apart the dye, yeah. the, the elements of the dye. Exactly. And that's why the color change happens, yep. which yep. makes a lot of sense. Is that how a tide stick works? Oh. We have getting a stain? out a stain. Yeah. But you... No, that you're not breaking down. You're trying to get it out, though. You're not trying to just change the color of that mustard. Well, I'd imagine it's just more of a gentle application. Of... That's basically how bleach works, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same way. So we've learned about laundry. We've learned about bleach. And a lot about... Uh, the 80s. <laughs> the 80s. Um, well, uh, a question yeah. to go back to the the, chlor uh, the fluoride or chloride reacting with the, mm -hmm. the sodium. So when it grabs an electron from there and then they, they combine, is that what you're 
They sure. form a, a compound. Uh, an ionic the, compound, yeah. Ion, so are they, are they they're sharing that electron? Is that what's keeping the, them together or what? So ionic bonds are a little bit different. So that there's, you probably remember, and it probably was in your test of the difference between an ionic, a covalent, and a metallic bond. I don't think our test was that good. No? no. Uh, no it was, I remember covalent being brought up. Oh, really? But I don't remember just that. Barely. So in, in a covalent bond, the electrons are shared. They they swirl around both of the atoms that are involved in the in the reaction to form the bond. In an ionic bond, they actually leave and separate and circle around the, the ion pair or the ion in that. So hmm. that electron that was in sodium mm-hmm. jumps over and is taken away by chlorine, and they live as sodium plus chlorine minus. And, and it's, it's the polarization that keeps them together? Yes, exactly. Nice. So they're attracted to each other. I applied some knowledge. Very good. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're... Eric needs his gold star before you move on. Good job, Eric. Thank you. That's one. <laughs> yes, and, and they're attracted to each other, and they can form a solid crystalline structure and that's what you'd see with table salt mm-hmm. um and the shape of that is actually square it's little cubes and that's why and that extrapolates out into you know big cubes and that's why salt crystals are if you look at them under a microscope they're cool little cubes but then if you heat it up it it releases like the reaction so what has to happen is something like water comes in so water is what's called a polar solvent so on the oxygen side Oxygen's got a little bit more electrons around it, so it's a little bit more negative than the hydrogen side, and the hydrogen side's a little bit less electron-rich. So what can happen is the oxygen side, which has a little bit more electrons, can go and hang out closer to sodium, and the positive side, the hydrogen side of water, can go and hang out close to the negative part of chlorine and actually separate them apart. And that's Mm. what happens when you put salt into water and, and heat it up. Hmm. The heating it up just makes that reaction happen faster. Faster, okay. So it's a catalyst. Is it a catalyst or an accelerant of the? It, it, yeah, it accelerates the, right the process. Yeah. I was just telling Eric before you got here that I just enjoy the word catalyst, but I mostly use it in a sort of artistic, you know, intervention in a community or something way, like mm-hmm. non-scientific entirely. Just what what Act Two needs is a catalyst. Yeah, yeah. We're here. We need a catalyst to really get things moving. <laughs> but in chemistry. It means a specific thing, right? So in chemistry, yeah, catalyst is something that in a reaction, so if you've got A plus B goes to C, you can put a little bit of a catalyst in. So if you have one part A, one part B, and a hundredth of a part catalyst, that will speed up the reaction of forming C. Mm -hmm. And a true catalyst just keeps churning those out. So the catalyst is used, you know, A hits the catalyst, B hits the catalyst, they're joined together and spit out, and the catalyst can keep going. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What is there a good example of that process? Like, is there something? Well, that that's the basis recognizable that we would like. Oh, this is a. That, that's the basis for most of the polymers that are are made. Hmm. So most polymers are made uh, are catalyzed reactions. So some sort of a metal catalyst, uh, you know, like a vanadium or. I was going to guess vanadium. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Or nickel. Say. Oh, nickel. Sometimes, that I've heard. Sometimes palladium. Um, that's not a place. I really want that. That's <laughs> live at the palladium really feels like a thing. It's a channel. That's right. Is it? Frampton huh? at, at the palladium. Comes alive at the palladium. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, so, yeah, you can, so these, these metals can actually catalyze these reactions because they can uh, take on you know, part A and part B and orient them just a way to spit them out and uh, and form C. Uh, the way a polymer works is you have just A, so a single polymer. Uh, you just have A, a lot of A, 
and a catalyst and it reacts with the catalyst and just keeps reacting and making longer and longer and longer chains. Mm. Is Wolfram the best element? I mean, it's the best name. Right, yeah. It, I, I, I'm partial to plumbum. Ooh. What is, what is that's that? That's lead. That's the Latin name for lead. That's why that's the why elemental symbol is PB. Yeah. Or PB. PB. Uh, I even got that wrong. I'm sorry? Plumbum. 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 It, uh, Robert Ludlum. If if you got a plumbum, you'll solve it. <laughs> I'll solve it. Wait, are we? Oh, I'm working right. on a yeah. chemistry rap. Oh, all right. That's a parody Put it of to Blurred Lines. Vanilla Ice. Oh, no. okay. No, no, it's not so contemporary as Blurred Lines. It's too recent. Was there another? I we had ionized. We had the covalent. Like, covalent. Was there another one? Oh, the, the, there's metallic. Mm-hmm. So it, when metals come together, so if you think of gold. Uh, what happens is the the elements or the atoms pack together in these nice, tidy, packed crystals. Um, and the electrons on the outer edges of the atom actually are sort of a, a wash all over the different different atoms within the within the metal. And that's why things are conductive. That's why silver and copper and gold are conductive because their uh, electrons are sort of just waving around. They're, they're like, I don't know, if you threw a bunch of apples in a pool... And the pool was a are, wave pool. Are they more readily pool. available? Is that the th- like they're easy to access? They're, yeah, they're easier to, to move around. Mm-hmm. So they can be impacted more quickly by electricity traveling. Yeah, yeah. Is by it charge traveling? Is it o- around the actual element? When a uh, when it's conducted, it's there's this. I, I have this visual of it going like through a thing. Mm-hmm. It's but actually how, it's actually a, a random path. So it sort of it's all all over hecked, but Which the driving force it. is one one way versus the other based mm-hmm. on the, the the current. Yeah. Why is it random? Uh, and is it truly random? Well, it's 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 never truly random. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Schrodinger would would you know it all comes down to quantum quantum mechanics. So it's really more like an iPod shuffle than a truly random. Right, which we all know. Is bullshit. Right. Like that's not. Yeah, there's no such thing as random. Yeah. Right. How come I got two Robin Thicke songs in a row? Because that's all you least... have on your iPod, Eric. What? We've talked about Don't this. Don't talk about this here. Th- there are two Robin Thicke songs. I thought that I'm aware of. <laughs> One th- of them I'm is thinking... Alan Thicke. Yeah, yeah. It's all theme songs. Yep. TV show all, theme songs. It's all growing pains. I have a. This is a pop culture chemistry question. Hold on. Oh, random. No, go ahead. Were we? Were we finished we, with you the want more random? No, we were. We're. I, we interrupted. I oh, wanted no, to make no, sure I, we got the end of that. I think, I think we've got that covered. Sure. Sweet. Why not? All right. Levi, your thing. No, no. Uh, the, yes, the, yes. The movie Fight Club mm-hmm. or the book Fight Club, which is where I first learned about it. Yeah. There's that people got all excited about the burning his hand. Oh, right. The chemical. And then the like, don't pour water on it. It'll make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, which just makes me think of how, you know, there's been a lot of movies that have. They have to fudge the science. Ugly science in them. Well, they have to get it wrong so people don't do it. Well, there's that, but also just if sometimes it serves the plot, and so mm-hmm. they'll tweak the science. But I know there are scientists who will like a- applaud. But even like the movie Gravity was really taken to task by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, there was a lot of wrong chemistry in Gravity, from what I. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. That's everyone was complaining about the chemistry problems in Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious if if something like the movie Fight Club or, or other movies just you, someone whose brain is sort of chemistry oriented, if you notice something. 
occasionally. It's often wrong. Is it annoy you or is it not a big deal? Um, you know, it, de- it de- are you trolling the comment sections? And See, that's going, not I don't, actually. I, you know, I, I leave that up to other scientists. Um, yeah. I don't uh, think actual scientists are doing I, a lot of you it. Know, maybe I got better things to do, <laughs> like so, science, like science. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you see it and I go, ah, oh, geez, that's not how you would do that. But do you, would you, eh. if you were watching it with a friend or friends, would you point out that it was, what? <laughs> it made it sound like you're one friend or maybe you have more than one friend. I don't know. <laughs> well, you are a scientist, so I assume there's just one friend. Oh, boy. No, not oh, that at all. Levi. I was just. We're trying to break these. You made these, these stereotypes trying, about trying scientists. Right, yeah. Scientists have lot. They're just like us. You've seen that section in People in, magazine yeah, yeah. with scientists in the back. Scientists go to the ice cream store and yeah. walk their dogs. Yeah, look, this scientist isn't wearing any makeup. <laughs> uh, um, Actually, I think that can be said for most scientists. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, not, we're not a we're not a makeupy bunch. <laughs> Who has the time? Would you point out a? Actually, like. I don't know if there's a way to do that where it's not obnoxious of like, you know, they got this, you know, this is a great scene and all, but they got this wrong. You know, I, like, try, I try not to do that because there is no good way to do it without being a, a complete obnoxious jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But someone um, might ask. Would someone ask? If someone asks, you, if, if if someone's watching something and they say, wait a second, was that right? And I and it's not, I'll tell them, sure, it's 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 wrong. But I don't think, I'm not going to be the guy who stands up in the middle of a movie theater and goes, <laughs> nope. <laughs> And walks out with my big bag of popcorn. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is the is the thing in Fight Club true? Do you know? Not you know. Pouring the, lie pour- on a on a I guess saliva. And yeah, he just puts lie in his hand and he licks his hand, and pours or lie. Or kisses on his it. hand. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's in the shape of a to get a it wet lips, and then, and then he pours that, li- dry. Activates dry the lie, and then he tells him to pour milk on it to milk. Is it milk? No. Or what? vinegar. A, he tells him yeah, to put vinegar on it to stop so. the burn. Anyways, I we. I, I've actually never seen Fight Club. It's really no, it's good. Okay. It's, it's a really good movie. It's a good book too. Yeah, I would. I would go with the book. Anyways, I'd go know. with the movie. <laughs> David Fincher. It's done really well. I know, but Chuck. When the camera flies through that coffee pot handle, that is pretty sweet. Let's keep talking about this movie, Brad's. I was just seen. thinking <laughs> that we should have a separate video podcast where we just show our guests' hands as they're explaining different concepts to us. That's a good idea because they are very. Uh, uh, Demonstrative, know. yeah, yeah, gesticulative. They're they're gesticulative. Uh, not not to make fun, it, it, but it's, no, no, no. it's it, interesting it, and helpful. It takes it takes a lot for me not to pull out a whiteboard and start drawing some of these things up because yeah, yeah. in science, there's almost always a whiteboard around to explain these subjects. Right next to the periodic table. Right, right. next to the periodic big... table, there's a white. It's usually below the periodic table. There's a whiteboard. You uh-huh. know? We just have chalkboards. I'm so sorry. Sorry, oh. we're set in the 70s. 80s. I want to be sneezing like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, did you have another chemistry question? Uh, but I was just going to do the hand observation. Oh, so I have one. If you guys want. Oh, you have the. Yeah. Uh, the do you, uh, do you want to set it up, in the, Levi? The physics episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Said, "Hey, how do those fluorescent paint things or fluorescent paintings work? I can explain that to you." Oh, I would love that. You guys said, "Leave it for a chemistry. Leave it yeah, for like the chemistry a, guy." Like a, is it like a green light or the black, black light? light? Yeah, or green light. <laughs> what? Green means go. Black yeah. means. What does uh, it mean? Eric? Get high and listen to Pink Floyd. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, tell us. So here we go. So it all goes back to elemental fundamentals. So the idea of there's your song atomic yeah, atomic. That's a, the Tom Lehrer song, I'm sure. Is it Ele- elemental fundamental? No, but it should be. Mm-hmm. Atoms have uh, uh, discrete orbitals. I think you you guys have are familiar th- with this, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that electrons exist in certain orbitals around 
an atom. Right, yeah, and they have their different set energy levels, energy levels for each one of those. Yep, yep. And when an electron for an electron to jump to a higher level, it has to take on a photon of energy. Mm-hmm. And to go back down to the base bottom level, uh, ground state it's called, it emits a photon of energy in that set amount of energy. That uh, quantum. Keep that thought. They should really do they should photon and proton sound too much alike. And they should have thought about that when naming things. Absolutely agree. All right. There's a whole lot of word problems with science. Yeah. Go on. Continue. So now when two atoms come together and they form a covalent bond, these orbitals change shape a little bit. So instead of being, you know, the S orbitals, uh, uh, which is the smallest ones are sort of a circle and the P orbitals are sort of these, uh, I think, hot dog bun, you know, squishing the the atom. Mm -hmm. Um, They hybridize and form these other orbitals that are a little bit more uh is it like somewhere between the s and the hot dog yes yeah yes and as you get bigger and bigger and bigger what happens is instead of having discrete energy levels there's energy levels that are in bands so several energy levels within a certain band and if you get a fluorescent dye what happens is it will take uh, a photon of light that comes in at a high energy wave shoot it up to this excited state but because there's a band of different energy states within that uh, molecule, it can relax down just a little bit. So it comes down just a little bit and then relaxes all the way down. And what happens is put in photons at a certain energy and then it comes out at a lower energy. Mm. So how this works with a black light, a black light is shooting uh, UV, so ultraviolet light. It's a little bit uh, shorter wavelength, higher energy than what our eyes can see. Mm-hmm. But what happens when it hits your you know, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon poster is it goes in and then is ejected out at a slightly lower energy where you can see it. That makes sense. So it actually slows down the mo- the light. It doesn't slow it down. What it, it does, just... it, it absorbs some of the energy. Okay, so it's giving you back a, a, it gives you a, back a reduced bit, energy. A little bit reduced speed. energy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, still speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's constant. Right. So um, what happens with the extra energy that it's collecting? So oh, yeah. when, what happens is when it gets way up to that excited state and mm-hmm. it kind of comes down a little bit, yeah. it actually is lost to molecular vibrations. So that dye gets really excited. It shimmy shakes a little bit and that electron loses some of so its, it's energy. So it's expending the energy it, yeah. in that excitement. Yeah, it's expending some of that, that energy and then it relaxes back down and shoots off the photon. So is the... Is my Pink Floyd poster uh, getting? Is it warmer because they're shimmy shaking, or is there? It, what yeah, what is? Actually, how, where is this energy going? Just a little bit warm. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's a it's a very small amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So it's not like, you know, shining a black light on your fluorescent poster is going to have it light on fire or right. anything like that. But yeah, it it should actually be getting a little bit warmer. Hmm. And that's how fluorescence works. The other thing, phosphorescence. So think of if you're like a plant that you know, glows. Is that the phosphorescence? Yeah, like a, yeah. Or it seems to glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is the dark side of the moon poster where you turn out the lights and then it you know glows green. Mm. Oh, so glow in the dark. Yeah, chemical glow in reactions. The dark. All right, glow in the dark stuff. It works very much the same way, except that that electron gets excited up to the excited state, does its little shimmy shake, comes down, but due to quantum exclusions, it isn't allowed to jump right back down to the ground state. So it's a forbidden transition is what it's called. Okay. Hmm. So what happens is it's for, it's forbidden in name only. It can still happen. That's the fun thing with quantum mechanics. Even things that are forbidden are 
can still happen. They just happen a lot slower than like an eyes wide shut party. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to CGI in a bunch of plants and things. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So yeah, but what happens is because it takes longer for it to relax down, it can take photons of light that the dye absorbed several minutes ago and then emit photons of uh, of light out at that lower energy over a, sk- a span of several minutes or even hours mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. case of you know some of your glow in the dark posters and things because it's 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 slowed down the process yeah it's uh, slowed down the process yeah. so in fluorescence it happens really fast almost instantaneously but in phosphorescence it just takes a lot longer i want do you know was that something someone just stumbled upon it seems like one of those sort of facts that no one would set out to find but instead would be like oh what just what's happening over here I, like i I have a definitely idealized version of someone spilled something on something, and they're like, oh, it's the process has been slowed. And spilled some milk on yeah. some strawberry shortcake stickers, and suddenly... Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's what, what makes yeah. glow-in-the-dark, from what I understand. <laughs> milk on stickers. You know, or ooze. Shredder was involved somehow. Hey, that's a secret. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not actually... I have to plead ignorance there. That's I'm fine. I'm not sure how phosphorescence was invented. We forgot but... to say it so far, but it's really great to say I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Eric and I sometimes forget. We, we are acting a little smart. Throw that no, around. No, we've been, we've been no, acting No, we clearly enough. don't know. We just haven't even bothered saying it because it's so obvious. Right. But you can all, Brad, this is an I don't know safe zone. So it's oh, a great good. thing. It's, I'm glad you don't know something. I continue to be amazed at how knowledgeable our guests are. Yeah, me too. Like how much you guys can speak on a topic. And you so don't seem like in- you're lying or confused at all. Or, or, or. Or str- or pulling to get something. It's all yeah. it's all it's all there. It's like it I, feels like basic. Unless you crammed. Do you cram before this? I didn't cram that bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- bit. he glanced at the periodic table before yeah. he left. Well, no. When you said you said uh, you wanted to know how phosphorescent dyes worked, I did have to oh. pull it out of the old notebooks to to remember exactly how it how it goes. But Are these notes you took? No, I guess not notebooks. It was a, okay. an actual textbook. Okay, somebody's notebook. A textbook isn't somebody's notebook. (laughs) Yes. Uh, At some point, those were someone's notes that they turned into a textbook. I'm telling you, I know that this is true. Mm. I know scholars who have written academic texts. They started by making notes. I'm going to stand my ground on this. I I don't have enough energy in me to argue. Okay. I'll I'll take that victory. my, uh, My electron's stuck at this lower level. Oh, is that why you're glowing? No, that's lower level. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I like to prove I understood nothing as quickly as possible. I feel like I have a better sense of the periodic table Mm -hmm. from what you've shared with us, Brad. About I still think I should learn more. Oh yeah, we definitely need to study it. Oh, I I recommend that. There's some really cool stuff you learn. Yeah, I want. Do you have any recommendations on places we should go to learn more about something we should be reading? A website we should check out. Uh, Should we be putting vinegar? Should we be listening to a different podcast entirely? Yeah, if you could just recommend better science podcasts. I I haven't heard one yet. Oh, good. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Uh, No, there's there's tons of stuff out there. Um, There is a book called The Poisoner's Handbook. It was turned into a PBS special a couple of months ago. I highly recommend that. If if you get a chance to see it, it's an American experience. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of go over the different chemicals and different uh, elements and, and how they kill you. I uh, love that. Under that under sounds... the guise of looking at the first guy to really do forensic uh, science in New York. It's a really good show, and I, I highly recommend it for like, hey, 
this is this is kind of what chemistry is, and this is what chemistry research looked like in the the twenties and thirties. Well, maybe um, we can put a link to that on the yeah, website. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, I will. And by we, I mean Eric. Listen, uh, you're here, and that's half the battle. Yo, Joe. <laughs> what? From the 70s. It's not. It's from the 80s. Knowing is half the battle. It's a G.I. Joe. Uh, my parents didn't let me watch G.I. Joe or He-Man because they thought they were too violent. Uh, it might be true. Yeah, they weren't wrong. Is there anything you want else you, you felt we should know or that yeah. seems like we left out? Oh, shoot. I don't think so. I think, I think we've hit all the good we stuff. We learned all about chemistry? Uh, you've pretty much got it all down, yeah. Nice. You, you guys basically all now have advanced degrees in chemistry. So. Hooray! I feel a little better. I feel a little better. minutes? There it yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Electrons and positive and, neg- and negative or, or... Yep. Those things. Uh, this A week out, I'm going to be flustered. You think so? On our follow-up? Do you even remember what Brad studied for his the PhD? metallurgical organic... Clo- yeah? Uh, I'm right. The F is for... Foundation framework, <laughs> framework, yeah, foundry, moths. He's a real moth, right? So, I sort of remember. I like that I was waiting for you as though I knew, like, as though I brought this to the table, right? Come no. on, Eric, you can do it. <laughs> I brought it on myself, <laughs> putting myself, uh, I, yeah, can't remember things, uh, 45 minutes in, yeah, okay. So, you don't have anything else to add, any uh, unless you guys have other fact. questions. I, I, well, we could probably talk to you for hours and then get more confused somehow <laughs> no I, I feel i feel more knowledgeable even if i can't explicitly state it at this time yeah me too totally is there any place online people should look for you or are you sure, just kind of i'm, off the I'm oh. on the twitters um what's your twitter handle i am at dr brad hauser that's uh, dr dr b-r-a-d-h-a-u-s-e-r uh regular brad hauser took took the name and has tweeted exactly three times well uh, you have a phd you should get the doctorate you know i like it I, we haven't called anyone doctor have we no that feels like we are being disrespectful i'm sorry dr hauser it, it's okay honorifics aren't really that needed that's except the, in your twitter handle right but that's a true scientist that can throw away that doctor right the only people who don't care about being called doctor are people who've earned the right to be called doctor yeah. except dr huxtable excellent and he did not earn the right. <laughs> Didn't he? That's an honorary degree. Is he? Does he practice homeopathy? Proven my points. Is, oh yeah. He does uh, a lot of lecturing. All right. So Dr. Hauser, MD. Theo? He lectures uh, Theo a lot. What? Are you trying Dr. to plug Brett, my other uh, podcast? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so uh, at Dr. Brad Hauser, Dr. Brad. How is there? That is correct. I have to warn you, I mostly tweet about sports, but if people tweet at me with science questions, I'll, I'll take them. Ooh. Do you ever get into the science behind certain things happening in the sports world? Because I would dig that kind of tweeting, but it, I don't even know what that really means now that I say it. It's probably more <laughs> physics than chemistry. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson does that for pretty often. Uh, he, oh, really? He was, he was tweeting about the Daytona 500 a couple of weeks ago, it was, uh, or hmm. one of the uh, NASCAR races. It was about what's exciting. actually happening? Yeah, yeah. Like fun facts about how if a car goes faster than X number of miles per hour, it will spin off the, the road and go flying into the crowd. i got to go check out more Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets. Neil deGrasse who? Exactly. Dr. Brad Hauser. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being here, Brad. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to do more studying of the periodic table. Me too. Uh-oh. We're back. Here's Levi. Wait, that was... I'm Levi. Right, but I'm, I was introducing you. So oh, here's hey, Levi. Here's Eric. Well, now it doesn't work. Wait, let me try it again. Here's Eric. Thanks, Levi. No problem. It's been two weeks. It has been two weeks. Since we've talked to Brad. 
It really, the time just slipped away. You know what? I was nervous about remembering his name. What's his name? I was, well, Brad. Oh, okay. Just wanted to test Right? You. Pretty sure it was Brad. Okay. It was Brad. I'll trust you on this. Unless it was Brent. Now you're Brad. making me nervous. Right? <laughs> no, I was, uh, I, I was, I was introducing his, reintroducing his name. Yeah. And I didn't, wasn't sure if I could pull it out, but that sentence keep, kept going. What? Yeah, it's Brad. Yeah. But I'm. I'm but gonna, that's how unsure I am. I'm gonna switch about remembering to Brent. Everyone's. You're gonna go Brent. Yeah. All while right. we talk. So it's been two weeks since we last talked. Right. Which is a little longer than our normal follow-ups. One, one which is one week. Yeah. It's twice as long. Exactly. Are you doing the twice math? as long. Yeah. 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 It adds up. And I have realized that's plenty of time for me to forget everything I've ever heard <laughs> from anyone ever. I, I think I can say what. Chemistry is sort of. Okay. I don't know if it's any better than I said it before. I don't think I forgot anything in the last week. I think all my all my forgetting. Oh, it was the same? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think in that first week, I forgot everything I was going to forget anyway. But it wasn't magnified by the additional week. I don't think so. Did you take time to revisit the periodic table or anything? No, I didn't want to prepare. Yeah, Did that's you a weird fresh? rule. I didn't, but I, I now occurs to me... It's weird that we made a rule to not... To keep ourselves... Not try to latch on to anything we learned. (laughs) Are we shooting ourselves in the foot? Probably. And should that be the new name of the show? Shooting ourselves. So the the way you're supposed to learn is you just have a guy come over. Get a guy in your basement. Get a guy in your basement. Talk to him for a bit and then... Or girl. Yeah. The the royal guy. Right. That's the all-inclusive. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm the royal guy. (laughs) That was the worst King Ralph I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Apologies to Sir John Goodman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Having a conversation then like cutting yourself off does not seem like the way to learn. No. I learned more going back and editing these and then re-listening after I edit because I... You're reinforcing the material. I'm reinforcing it and I'm still learning new stuff. Like, oh yeah, I remember that that thing was said. And you're listening... Without thinking, oh, I might have to throw in a stupid joke or a question every <laughs> once in a while. I can be a little passive yeah. and absorb instead of being... I don't know if people realize how hard we're working to throw our guests off. Brad was really good at not getting thrown off. <laughs> he was really good. He would wait it out. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. But unlike me, he would keep he would keep his original thought. That's he'd, true. He'd keep his place. He'd keep what he was going on about. My stories end up nowhere. and then If you get distracted, to... you forget how to say words. Yeah. That no, it's true. Doesn't happen to Brad. No, and even when I'm talking, I forget how to say words. Because you're just so excited. Sometimes about... I throw a B in where a D is, and it's not on purpose. Just crossed wires or something. No, you shouldn't feel dad about it. I'll be fine. I'm hilarious, Eric. <laughs> Chemistry between you and me is clear. Right, it's, it's going okay. It is. We're like a like a cheesecloth that. You want it. You you want to when you make a stock. See tangents. Keep, keep going. No, please tell me how to make to, this cheesecloth. So stock. you said you you feel like you have a pretty good I definition of chemistry. Uh, well, it it's a study of matter. Is that right? And then hold on, and I think like focused on like atomic level matter, like changes in matter at the atomic. Because I remember a lot of talk of protons. Mm-hmm. Electrons, yes, neutrons. So I think that that's chemistry is a study of matter at that sort of atomic level, but also there's another piece to the it. The reaction, 
Yeah, but you, you're just studying that reaction, right? Yeah, maybe a change in matter. That's yeah. that sounds better. A change, the study of changes change of in matter. matter, and and where physics is more matter and energy, this is the reaction between and changing of forms. Yeah, but I not also forms. feel like Brad pretty clearly said so, there's not a clear, clean line. Right, not a, that that I definitely took away. Where yeah. we're we're so ready to put things into buckets and say I need to learn about this, I need to learn about this, and yeah, he's right. That does come from being sectioned off in school. Well, and we are literally, when our guests come in, we say, you have to pick what a bucket. This? Yeah, yeah. We say, what is this? That is our opening question. What, why are you here? We're polite enough to ask them about themselves first. But we don't really care. We just want to get down to it. Yeah. I think we, we care. I kind of remember about black, like, black, see, words. I kind of remember. You can do it. About black light posters. Yeah, about absorbing yeah, absorbing the light, and then it comes out slower. Yes, it's released slower. It's released slower. Yes. Wait. Because that was about the, the... No, that was the glow-in-the-dark stuff. Like plants that glow-in-the-dark, and then right, the chemical they made. Yes. So what was the black light thing? It slowed Well, he said down. it wasn't like black light. Right. Because that was the reflection speed instead of the actual like absorption. Right, right. So the... We are butchering this. I know, I know, but it's so interesting. For people listening, they just heard it. I know. So they're like, it's, really? And I, I can't go, I can't wait to go back and edit this so I can remember what exactly it was. Are you going to do that thing where you take out where I really nicely explain chemistry and just make it sound like I said the relationships? I can edit this any way I want, but also I'm really lazy, so I probably won't. That's true. Should we talk more about the process? The more peek behind the curtain. <laughs> The peepot occurred? No, peek behind the curtain oh. of you editing the show. Yeah. Like, should I, this I whole tale end just be about the making of the show? That's what people come here for. They like to be reminded that they're listening to a podcast. I know. In a way, this ending bit does serve as a bit of the outtakes where we are fumblingly trying to recap what just happened. But sometimes we come closer to the beginning before the thing happened than what hopefully is the change that's been, you know, the mm-hmm. that's occurred. You know, we're really supposed to be studying our elemental <laughs> change. Um, yeah, how we've grown as learners and good science people. And as organic matter. Mm-hmm. Carbon! That's us. Yeah, I could take carbon. I do feel a little more encouraged to study the periodic table. Yeah, no, Brad, I but think... But I don't remember. Because sh- he talked about what's left and right, up and down. But I don't, oh, have, yeah. I don't have a lot of, like, memory of what he actually told me. Us. It he, felt like he was just talking well, to me for a while. Into your eyes. He was. For a long time. I should definitely know more about the periodic table. Again, he had a periodic table in his wallet. That was a great prop. And I don't think he put it in there just for the show. No. No. It, it seems it's been in there. And he, you know, if you're in a lab, there's a periodic there's periodic tables on a wall. People put them there for a reason. I love that answer. Yeah. I, I that to me is it gets at a thing about what you should memorize and what he's able to understand it when he looks at it that's mm-hmm. the difference like, yeah which we do not which we should right i think that's but it's a like if goal. you're a if you're a, an architect or a builder you don't need to have materials with you all the time <laughs> you walk around all the time with lumber and you just and have to I-beam. know how to how, how those things interact with one another yeah. and how they work I, I don't think i have anything like that in my life that i just have to understand i don't know words i should carry a dictionary around with me what was brad working with the materials in college where he had the most porous or the mer- most surface area. And it wasn't nanotubes because we talked about no, that. No, nanotubes are it the was, uh, This is organo-metal frameworks. Is that the thing? Was it FOM? 
FOM. What was what was the acronym? FOMF. No, I think it started with a framework organic organo metals. No. I feel like it frameworks. started with metal. Metal. Met- Moth. Metal Moth. organic frameworks. There you go. Metal organic frameworks. Metallic. Organo. I know. Yeah, we're close. Uh, but I know frameworks. I'm, I'm pretty sure oregano is in there. That's true. And there was a. Was there time? Was there like a sprig of time? There's sage, rosemary. That's what and time. I get those mixed up sometimes. Yeah. And was did he say three fifty? You put it. You, you preheat at three fifty. <laughs> well, if you want a crisper crust, you turn it up to four twenty five and put it right on the rack. Oh, no pan. No, no pan. Oh, good. Again, we skirt the issue. But that, we're making jokes because we don't well, was, know. Was, yeah, that's, we've got to fill time. That is, that is literally right? what we do with our lives. <laughs> Wait, we're filling time, so people could just be like, "All right, I'm done." I figured they'd do that uh, much earlier than this. You think so? No. This is the gold. We should put in a little uh, Easter egg that people can respond to. Well, we need people to respond to the earlier stuff first before we know if they're responding to the Easter egg stuff. I suppose. I was just going to try and find a way for us to check and see if people listen all the way through. Mm -hmm. Like there's some bonus thing. I'm just saying we don't have a lot of interaction from people as is. So making it even harder. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) People are stopping me in the street going, hey, do you know that guy Eric from the Regret Labs podcast? And then I say, I also am part of that podcast. Mm. And then they just keep walking. I know who the star is, the lazy voiced Eric. I like your nickname. (laughs) I think I would have been like on point for uh, Garfield back in the day. Yeah. Don't you think? I don't know. You have a bit of a John, a Johnness about you. John, Johnness? Jaundice. Oh, you're yellow. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I've been eating a lot of carrots and holding in my pee. So everyone, I think you picked up on it from Eric. Eric's feeling there's not enough interaction. So Regret Labs is on t- Twitter, yep. at Regret Labs. Regret La- it, it's on Facebook. Same, yeah. same thing. Nope. Regret. No? Regret Labs podcast. I think we found the problem. It's people all online. Know. Just people- go to regretlabs.com and we have our email, links know. to Twitter, links gone. to Facebook. It. Go ahead. I bought the Regret Labs domain. All right. That's not All right, a, money bags. Right? I am swinging. Well, I, we record in my money bin. That's true. And we put pillows over all the gold coins so we don't have to get that tingy oh, echo. Oh, that's a terrible echo. But I like to feel it under my feet. Yeah, it's weird that you're always running your toes along the it money. It makes me comfortable. Uh, can, I, can I have any of this money? Whatever you can hide in your spats, you oh, can keep. So the same amount I always do. <laughs> Yeah, no, we have Regret Labs, which uh, is easy to remember and goes to a bunch of forward slashes where we're hosted on noisepicnic.com. Absolutely. So we made it easy. Just go to regretlabs.com and you can find links to subscribe, Twitter, Facebook, email, pictures of us. Yeah, look, we're a couple of schlubs talking about science. We are lovable, but we need more people to tell us how lovable. It doesn't have to be about how lovable we are. Yeah. are we done with chemistry? I think probably we've we've up. reached the end. We're running out of chemistry. Uh, I think I, I feel like I retained less. Yeah. I don't want you to get down on yourself. I think okay. now we should hit the books and reinforce anything we did learn about chemistry to try and make it stick. I think that's a good idea. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. You know one way to do that, Eric. Keep asking questions. Regret Labs is hosted by Eric McEwen and Levi Weinhagen. Music produced and performed by Dieter. 
Podcast art by Len Pugh and Kirsten Kieran. Regret Labs is a Noise Picnic production. Please visit us at noisepicnic.com. It still feels like we get so sidetracked, but it's uh, you. You guys are so good at like picking focused. up where. Yeah, we yeah. You, I like when you just waited out stuff. <laughs> like, All right, they're gonna do their nonsense. Uh-huh. So phosphorescence yeah, is yeah, yeah. just yeah, that's magic. Because we could easily just ruin everything. It's true. I, you know, my wife's a comedian, so I spend most of my days around comedians, and yeah. you know how insecure we are. And that's right. We need to be heard, and, and yet have nothing to say. We joke about scientists not having friends, but really it's the comedians oh, who yeah. are the loneliest people. That's not oh, even that's, what I meant. That's sad. <laughs> Tears from the clown. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> what kind of clown are you? Yeah. I'm crying inside, I kind, I guess. <laughs>